everybody and welcome to a new episode of Evie's Korean Drama Podcast Show. My name is Evie, I'm your host, and I am a K-drama obsessive. So this is the show where I waffle on about all of the K-drama that I love. If you'd like to support the show, you can check out my Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Evie Korean Drama Podcast. There you will find extra podcast episodes and updates on what I'm watching at the moment. Also, just before I get started, please be warned that I do swear a little bit on this show when I get excited. And when I'm talking about K-drama, I always get excited. Alright, so I thank you very, very much for listening and let's get on with the K-drama show. and welcome to a new episode of my K-Drama podcast. Uh, today is a guest gab episode. So say hello, G. Hello, G. So for anyone who's new to the podcast, that's not what you <laughs> <laughs> Oh, G, do it properly. Okay. Hello, listeners. This is serious stuff. <laughs> yes. We're yes, professional podcasters. This is, this is very, very serious. You're ruining it. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a serious face on All right. Look at my face. Look. I'm going to chuck you out of my podcast studio. <laughs> really? No, it's our house. Um, <laughs> so what I was saying <laughs> before you got us off track, G, is if you're a new listener to mm-hmm. this show, uh, you might be wondering what a guest gab is. Basically, I am a K-drama obsessive. And what I do is I invite the lovely G onto my show, who G is not a K-drama obsessive. I feel like he is the opposite of that, yes. whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. A K-drama antagonist. Maybe? Um, no, I'm antagonized by K-dramas. <laughs> They're antagonizing you. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Well, okay. <laughs> I am the recipient of antagonism from K-dramas. What he's trying to say is he's not really into K-dramas. I am. I force him to watch one episode of a show of my choosing, and then he basically recaps that to you and tells you guys what he thinks, and also what he thinks will happen after that first episode. So, uh, the K-drama that I have chosen for us to watch and recap, and we've already watched it, we're not going to watch it while you guys sit around listening to us. No, we're not going to do That'd that. That'd be weird. Yes. <laughs> is a K-drama called The Tale of Nokdu, uh, which is also, I think, known in Korean as Nokdu John, which means mung bean pancake. Is it, what's Nokdu flour? Uh, Noctu Flower is also a thuguk, but it is a... So it is a, it's a different drama. It's a completely oh, okay. different drama. It's a very serious, like, real historical um, epic. Right, because I was wondering intense. if that was just, like, an alternate name for this one. That we no, changed. this okay. one's a rom-com. It's, like, a really cute, fun rom-com. <laughs> and Noctu Flower, which G was talking about, is a very serious, bloody, wonderful drama, but it's very different. Uh, so this one, the one we're doing today, The Tale of Noctu, is a historical romantic comedy drama. It's technically 16 episodes, but for some reason they did that stupid thing where they air it half an hour each. So they reckon it's 32, but ignore that. It's 16. Um, well, it came no, out. It's 32. It's not. It's 32 <laughs> it makes episodes. makes no sense. Like it's, it's not. Each a, half an a hour K-drama episode. isn't defined by having one hour episodes. Like that's yeah, not but the if you film it, right? so there's a hook and like a really cool hook at the end of every one hour, but then you just chop it in half for no reason in the middle of a scene. No, there was a hook. Was there? 
There was, there was a, hook. a hook at the end of the episode. No, there anyway, was a hook in the intermission. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was well, a hook. Let's just move on. Yeah. <laughs> this one's from 2019. Um, oh, it's really new. Okay. Yeah, it's quite new. Uh, so... Gee, why mm-hmm. do you think that I picked Tale of Noctu? Because to... you, you like it. It is. Because you like it and um, and maybe because it's more recent. Because the, the last one that we did together was Full House. Mm. Um, and that was really old. Full House is really old. And nearly killed me. Did so nearly kill you. maybe you were like, let's try a different tag. Let's bring it right up to the present. But quant- not also the present because we're going to go cyclic. We're going to go like yeah. historical. historical. Um, yeah. And also, you know, you, you like it, so I guess that's what it's true. I really, really like it. And it's topical. It's topical because I like it. And <laughs> yeah. I'm currently watching it's it. It's <laughs> really relevant to everyone, particularly Particularly, you. it's very relevant to me <laughs> right now. Um, yeah. Basically, this show, I guess just to talk a little bit about, I suppose, you know, why I picked it and my mm. sort of experience with this show is that, gee, did you know mm. that the lead actress in this show whose name is Kim I Sohan. I probably didn't know whatever you're going to tell me, but yes, go on. Is my favourite K-drama actress of all time. Oh. Kim Sohyun. Yeah, I think the name rings a bell. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, sure. This is her, the lead actress in Tale of Nocte. Right. Is this the first time you saw her? No, okay. I saw her a long, long time ago. So I've been following her dramas a lot. So, so ever since then you've been... Uh, so I think the first drama I ever saw her in, I'm not sure what year it came out, what but it was a drama called Moon Embracing the Sun, which is a really, really famous and at the time extremely popular historical drama. I think it stars, is it Moon Guy-in? Hair guy? I can't remember her name. Okay. Kim Soo-hyun uh, and Jung Iru. But the childhood section has Kim Soo-hyun in it playing kind of the evil second female lead as a child. Um, so that was kind of her big breakout role and she was right. a kid at this point and that was the first drama I kind of saw her in. And mm-hmm. so basically I've seen her grow up to take on lead roles in like high school dramas and then all the way through to, you know, heaps of adult roles now that she right. gets. So yeah, she's my favourite. I so love So you've been there her. since day one. You're like I've a, been there since like well, OG fan. Technically yeah. I think she debuted a lot even younger than that. Um, mm-hmm. as a full on like little teeny tiny child actress. I didn't see her mm-hmm. in those ones. Like, yeah, pretty much I watch all her dramas. So you're like a, you're like a true fan. Like a real proper <laughs> Kim So was it? Kim So Hyun fan. Like you're like a I don't know, I feel, I mean, I'm not part of her fan club, but yes. I presume she has a fan club. And if you were to join it, you might quickly rise up the in the the language barrier might be a problem, maybe. Well, I think, I think it just write your, you know, your position in the fan club based on, you know, fandom and enthusiasm for this, so? for this actor. Yeah. Well, if you were running the fan club, you'd let me be the biggest fan is what yeah. you're trying to say. That would never happen, but It sure. would never happen. Yeah. <laughs> so basically with this K-drama, Tale of Noctu, um, I was keen the second I heard the casting and the, you know, that it was a Joseon set historical because basically historical sagoks are just my favourite. I want to watch all of them. I always really enjoy them. And this one just looks really cute and fun. And its whole kind of concept is, I think one of my favourite kind of tropes, I suppose, is like a girl dressing as a boy in a historical drama. Like, I just love that trope it's so much fun i'll watch anything with that in it and then this one's sort of playing with that and doing the opposite so it's the dude dressing as a woman and that's sort of the big well, not necessarily because she's dressing as a oh, she does it like five minutes but yeah. the whole point of it the hook is mainly that that's what he does mm-hmm. which is very you know it's played for laughs and i think it's really fun so i was really keen on this kind of the second i heard about it so i watched it live as it was coming out and that's oh. my experience and i loved it i really really loved it 
Um, and then very recently I was watching a another historical K-drama called Moonshine that is a 2022 K-drama. Mm-hmm. And I was loving that. It's such a cool and fun kind of like light rom-com, I suppose, even though it's still a historical and has heaps of fight scenes and all sorts of like, you know, more adventurous stuff. And it really mm-hmm. reminded me in tone and feel and kind of rom-com level of this drama, Tale of Noctu. So actually I'm re-watching it, which is crazy. So it's been really fun. It's wow. so good. It's even better than I remembered. I love this drama. Wow. The drama that just keeps on giving. Yeah. Fantastic. It's so good. I love it. Um, so, mm-hmm. Dee, what's your relationship with this show? Do you remember when I watched it the first time? I do, actually. I, recon- do I recognized um, a scene from Goodness. it. Yeah. I don't know if it's one we actually saw, hmm. but I just recognized a guy. He's very distinctive looking. You mean when he's dressing like a widow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's very, very... He just has a very distinctive look, mm. um, that actor. So I, rec- I remember some scene and I was like, yeah, what's going on here? And you're like, you explained it to me. And I was like, yeah, all right, whatever. And then he left the room. <laughs> like, yeah, cool. <laughs> cool. Um, all right. So I guess I'll quickly talk about casting. And then I've got a little game to play before we get Ooh, into the first game. episode recap. It's not a very fun game. I did my best. Is there I a feel ball? like I'm running out of. Do we have to throw something? There are no balls in this game. <sighs> I played some soccer last, last oh. Saturday, and I'm just like so excited to like kick a ball around and like throw a. You know, even though I'm not a sport guy, I don't know anything about sport, but I just you know. Fun fact: the main actor in this drama, Is Jung Dong Yoon, soccer. Um, soccer. no, he doesn't oh. like soccer. Okay, <laughs> <So laughs> that's was, not fun. I was really scraping the bottom of the bat- the barrel, and I'm like, oh, what fun facts can I ask G if they're true or false? And apparently, he doesn't like soccer. That's the opposite of fun. So now you don't like him anymore, do you? I don't know if I liked him beforehand. Of course you did. I, He's great. I acknowledge his existence. All right. Anyway. Sure. Anyway. <laughs> so the casting in this K-drama, yeah. Tale of Noctu. So the lead actor is played, the lead character is played by the actor Jung Dong-yoon. So Jung Dong-yoon, uh, before this drama, I really hadn't seen him in anything except as the second male lead in the school drama, so that part of that school series, Hot Girl series. School uh, 2020 or whatever. Oh, this one was School 2017. Okay. Um, I didn't actually finish that one. I enjoyed it enough, but for some reason I dropped it. Um, that one came out in 2017. And he was in that, but and I do remember him from it, but I didn't, you know, I guess he didn't particularly make an impression, I suppose. Um, I really love him in this. I think he's great. And then since then, I'm not really sure what he's been up to, but he nearly starred in... Joseph Exorcist, uh, which was a K-drama that was meant to come out in 2021, but got cancelled, which made me very sad. I'm sure there's a lot of, um, you know, complicated issues around why that happened. But basically, I saw the posters, which was his face, like absolutely dripping in blood and there's zombies in it. And I was like, I want to watch it. And Mm. then it never came out. Oh, wow. Which was very sad for me. Um, But anyway, so that's the lead actor, Jung Dong-yoon. And the female lead is played by my favouriteest. K-drama actress, or just actress in general, Kim so Hyun. So um, she's your favourite actress yeah, of all time across everything. I love her. Wow. I love her so much. She's so good. Wow. Uh, she's cool. also, I feel like she's in a lot of dramas that I really like. Um, mm. Heaps of her dramas that she's done are some of my favourites. Like, uh, she was in the school series as well. So she was in school, Who Are You? Oh, Who Are You? School 2015, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I really loved. And she's in a 2021 historical called River Where the Moon Rises. Uh, and she was in Let's Fight Ghost with Taekyung. So, yeah, she's just in Are you sure she's your favourite actress? Like, what about that actress from Resident Evil 4 who plays the baddie who's got a little, like, 
diamond <laughs> thing, like a ruby. I really stone, don't know like, who that actress is, chest. or like that actress. So I'm pretty positive that you oh, didn't I, sway me with that very strange. I was pretty sure she was your favorite actress. She of all time. certainly wasn't. She wearing a mad purple lycra jumpsuit. Yes, and she had a sort of. Was uh, that the the Resident Evil that Agent E was in? No, no, that was the one after. It was the oh. one before that. Why did we go to oh. watch that movie? I don't so know. bad. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, go watch Resident Evil, listeners, if you haven't. Don't. Oh, go watch uh, the first one. You can watch the first one. It's okay. I'm sure the CGI is very bad now. It's very old. Anyway, um, <laughs> so the second male lead in this drama is played by an actor called Kang Peo. Uh, he, I believe, is a side character in Doom at Your Service. Doom. Uh, the Puck. Puck. Doom. I always forget her name. Boyong? Pop Boyong drama? Like the game Doom? No. Oh. It's a romance drama. It's different <laughs> to that video game. Doom? Oh, okay. No. Uh, so, and he's really good in this. Uh, I kind of thought, because this was kind of a prominent role in 2019, I kind of thought maybe he would start getting lead roles after this, because I thought he was really good in this drama, but I haven't really seen him since then in anything except side character stuff, so... And there's a whole bunch of other people that I won't mention because there's a huge cast in this one. And from what I could see, they all, a lot of them have those really funny, like, fake beard things. <laughs> there must be, like, a little kids. There must be drama. a company, like, oh. in Korea that, like, sells these for dramas. Like, the little, the little like, lower beard say... kit. Like, because it's always the same kind of shape and, like, little, like, thing here. Um, yeah. Sorry, listeners, I'm, I'm referring... He's motioning to I'm his motioning face. To, to a soul patch underneath the lip and the little sort of... Um, yeah. Little um, stringy, 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 stringy hairs. kind of beard. Uh, yes, it is a real feature of, of historical dramas. And I have to say, I don't mind it. I'm very used to it in terms of like all the old ministers and all the political dudes or older men will always have them. But if the male lead has it, I really, it's very distracting. Um, really distracting. There was one drama I watched called The Grand Prince and Yoon Shi Yoon, the main actor in that, had it and it was just the most fucking distracting thing mm. I've ever seen. Like, I reckon you could see the glue on his face. <laughs> he's supposed to have, like, romantic kissing scenes and I was just like, and, like there's the beard, a glued-on beard like on his face. He kisses and then the beard gets stuck to his... <laughs> to his her face. Amazing. All right. So, I feel like we're getting very off track. We haven't I, think th- I think this, this podcast, like, this sub series of your podcast the, the guest, guest guy, should be actually renamed g doing everything in his power to, to not talk about k drama to derail <laughs> my <podcast>. show <laughs> yeah i don't mean to it just happens it's like it's you just, don't like to? no i'm like focusing intently on what's going on but then all of a sudden it's just like a tangential point just like presents itself and i, I have to go i have to follow also, i have to say resident evil uh, yeah, as a look, movie come series comes up a lot in these shows well, and you don't even like it that much so i but, don't even understand why. well i don't like it but the bit I did like in it was the bit where Lee Jung Ki was in it, right? right? The actor, the Korean actor, and it Lee always Ki. frustrates me to this day. It's like you know, here's another example. Lee Jung Ki, just for context, yeah. is G's favorite actor. And I don't know if he's my favorite he's actor. He's your favorite actor, but I, I like him a lot. And he's completely underutilized in that movie. Mm. It's another great example is um those guys from the Raid, the yes. movie The Raid that are in Star Wars. What? Why are you talking about this? Because it's similar. Because it's like they showed him for a second and they never do anything. And they're martial art experts. So what G is talking about <laughs> is The Raid, which is a really amazing um, and very intensely violent and exciting Indonesian movie, mm-hmm. um, which has some really amazing martial artists in it who were picked up to be in A Force Awakens, the Star Wars, you know, reboot movie. And they're in And it. then they just showed them for like one second and didn't even get them to do any of the incredible, amazing mm. kind of choreography stuff strange. that they can do. Very odd choice. 
But also not the point of this case. Yeah, let's get podcast. back on track. Come on. Wow. Come on. I, I want to talk about Tale of Noctu. <laughs> so do I. I want to talk about the Noctu flower. No, that's the different one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different drama. Yeah. So I have a game. It's not going to be very fun. Oh, you should have done the saw thing. Do you want to play a game? I haven't seen those movies, so I can't do that. I don't even know if that's a line properly. <laughs> <laughs> I think it goes something like that. All right. All right. So this game is, I'm going to describe the plot of some K-dramas to you. Cool. And you have to tell me if Kim So-hyun, the actress, mm-hmm. was starring in these dramas or not. Oh. Or in them or not. How would I possibly know? I don't know. You'll have to see. Okay. It's just going to be guessing. All right. Cool. <laughs> it's always just guessing, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number one. Yeah. Hang so, on, are these all actually real dramas? Uh, it's just that yes. some of them might not. Yes, some they're them, all okay. real dramas. Okay, yeah. You have to tell me whether Kim So Han was in them or not. Sure. So number one, there is a happily married couple with a kid. And the wife is a police officer. But maybe, just maybe, he's lying to his wife. And he is actually, potentially, a serial killer. Dun, okay, dun, dun. please stop. I know, I know what that is. What is it? That's Flower of Evil. Yeah. She was not in that. Which was from 2020 and she yeah. was not, and Kim So Khan was not in Flower of Evil. It was Moon Tae Wan and Lee Jung Kyu. Yeah. See, that was a test. Okay. It was like a little like, like warm up. Baseline. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Whew. I wanted to tell you something you'd know. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> now, now I'm going right. to go in deeper. Right, yeah. Now see. we're getting in deeper to proper like K-drama fandom. Yeah. Uh, so, number two. Yeah. There is a suspicious housekeeper. Mm-hmm. And the plot of the drama is that she's really suspicious. And on, the K drama is not called. A, that's not a plot. It is a plot. That's not a plot. <laughs> and the K drama is called Suspicious Housekeeper. Um, is Kim So Khan in it or not? Yes. She is. Do you remember me talking about Suspicious Housekeeper? I do not. No. It's a K drama from 2013. Hang on, hang on. Someone being suspicious is not a plot. It was a plot in this. No, no, that's just a character attribute. <laughs> it was a, a plot of the drama. <laughs> that's not a plot. <laughs> Look. I'll, I'll explain it to you sometime. Sure. <laughs> the truth is, I didn't watch all of this drama because it was very slow. Because and it was I watched lacking it. In plot? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Not because it was lacking okay. plot. Actually, it was very interesting. It was based on a Japanese drama. I think it was like a remake. And Kim So Han was in this drama, and that's why I watched it. Mm-hmm. But she has more of a side character role. She plays one of the kids that the suspicious housekeeper has to sort of like look after. And she just wasn't in the drama enough. For kind of to carry me through the entire drama. Mm. Um, but interestingly enough, uh, the actor So Kang Joon was also in that drama. So this was when Kim So Han and So Kang Joon hadn't really made it big yet. So that was kind of fun seeing them in that. There you go. Before, before they were famous. Before they were famous. Number three. A girl from an orphanage is bullied and she jumps off a bridge to die. But when she wakes up in hospital, a woman that she doesn't know is there beside her and saying that she is her daughter. And because the teen has lost her memory, she thinks that it must be true. So she ends up living her adopted, identical twin sister's life without realising it and falling in love with a boy at school who loves her adopted, identical twin sister but doesn't know that this new girl is a different girl. Is Kim So Khan in this drama or not? Before I answer your question, I, I don't I don't understand any of that. So <laughs> I, I would actually need, you know, like when detectives are like trying to put together the case and they've got like 
the pictures with like the pins on them and like the string and then like they do the pattern on the map and it's like all pointing to one area or something like that it is like a little bit of a <laughs> i was gonna say convoluted but it's not when you watch the drama it's not a convoluted plot it's a brilliant setup it's a great great drama it's cool. actually one of my favorite dramas yeah she's in it <laughs> there we go she is in it uh she plays the lead actress she plays yeah. both of the identical twins right because they're identical yeah okay oh yeah, yeah. that makes sense yeah Cool. So there you go. All right. So So I won the game. What do I get? Because um, I, I succeeded. You know what you get? What? As a very, very special prize to you, yeah. you get the opportunity to recap the first episode of Tale of Noctu that's for a, the lovely podcast. That, that's listeners. what I do for a day job. What's my, what's my <laughs> bonus on top? A day job? I don't pay you for this. Well, yeah, you know what? You should. Ooh, and I want a bonus I shouldn't have on top that for winning the game. All right. Well, we'll talk about Rick this later. Rights. I feel like um, we'll have to have a, a deep discussion about this. Okay. Um, but for now, sure. we'll uh, get on with the recap. Let's do it. Alrighty, G, take it away and recap the very first episode of the 2019 Joe rom-com drama tales not to yes sure. <laughs> it was a big intro wasn't it no, uh not to uh mung bean pancake yes mung bean pancake mung bean pancake episode one of mung bean well technically pancake. in english it's called tale of nocti tale of nocti let's call it that okay so uh yeah so very i've, I've got a, i've actually got a lot of notes so yeah um, i took a lot of notes like sometimes i'm just like i just i you know it pretty early but this time around it was like there was a lot um well i guess compared to something like full house where mm. not a lot actually happens and people just sort of walk around and look at each other quite a lot no, happens no, in quite a lot happened in full house but it just annoyed me and i was like nah i'm done this <laughs> didn't annoy me so much and also you, you fed me a beer as well so that helped um, <laughs> so um tale of Noctu, very airy opening that's what i've written very bright and colorful kind of like palette and like mm-hmm. light and bright and it's yeah. a real rom-com vibe. Which I guess, like, that, I didn't really know what it was going to be, so um, I guess that's supposed mm. to sort of set the tone. Um, and we open to a scene of a, a shirtless swimming dude who um, apparently is going to be married to a small child. <laughs> so he emerges from the water shirtless, and his four-year-old bride-to-be says, come back, I oh, can't wait to see your husband, or something like that. Look, this was red flag territory for me straight <laughs> off the bat. I didn't know. And, you know, because I guess, because I didn't actually realize this was a rom-com going into it, I was like, what? Like, is this a really on? dark drama about child brides? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't, but I... It was it, a joke. It, it, well, <laughs> we all got a good laugh out of that. Like, the only reason this doesn't go ahead is because he has to go on some mission. No, no. He's, he's very... No, 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 so, no. the main... The guy who's swimming around shirtless is our main character, yeah. Nokdu, played by the actor yeah. Jung Dong. But he has made a promise to his martial art instructor that he's going to marry this kid. Well, he's lied to his martial arts instructor so that he'll get taught martial arts. He's no, no, pretended no, no, that no, that's no, what's going to happen. No, 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 no. He's just a bit like, uh, but, you know, there was no, like, I'm not actually going to do this. He definitely was not going to no, do this. you were just assuming that. He definitely was not interested. A, in the what I call child. that, you kind of like just kind of building this sort of uh-uh. like interpretation of it. But really, just give, if you just if someone just watched that episode, they'd be like, "What the fuck?" Well, and you know they, what? Someone did, and it was it me. was you. Okay, uh-huh. fair enough. If you just watch this episode, but yeah. this this small child context, character comes context. back into the drama a lot later, oh, and God. there is a lot of discussion about him absolutely not being interested. Okay, that's fine. But just based on this alone, 
All right, all right. Because remember, this, this is I'm I'm just taking oh, a little you're, snapshot. You're steering the ship today. I'm a little, just a little snapshot. All right. Okay. So, all right. So um, they live on some island. Um, do we know what an island that is? No. no okay. Um. So uh, yeah, and you know the dad seems pretty keen on getting them to hook up too. So that's the weird. Dad. Oh, you mean the child's dad? Yeah. He's like, well, you the, better marry my four-year-old so daughter. So this is the martial arts master. Yeah. Who? So Noctu is sort of agreed to do this so that he can learn martial arts but he isn't really because he says to the small child like we're not actually going to do this um but also as the martial arts master says like literally these are the two youngest people on this very isolated yeah. island yeah so he's, he's pretty keen on this yeah but he's like when she grows up no he did not he say did that. say that no 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 he did no he did not say that specifically <laughs> and that 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 would have been welcome but no so there's a bit of a weird there's this there's she a, wasn't too sure yeah, about there, it there is some strange behavior going on Anyway, they quickly move on for that. And you were, there was like a like visible, like, you know, your body sort of relaxed. But you're like, no, it's fine. That's the last we'll see of that. It's like, no, it wasn't. It actually did not turn out to be the last that we'll see of something like that in this episode, which is quite hilarious. Oh, so we no. move on to a, a, an action-packed ninja fight. Someone comes and gets Noctu and they're like, there's some shit going down. And they run to the scene and basically there's like full-blown like ninja assassins fighting and killing people in this So there's a little hut on the mountain up on top of like a mountain, Mm. which is where Noctu lives with his family. So he lives there with his dad and his brother. And they're all kind of dressed in real like Joseon peasanty style outfits. Mm -hmm. And basically a whole bunch of assassins in red are attacking Noctu's family. And then Noctu like runs up and flies over a roof and does heaps of flips and like like, bashes everyone up. Crouching tiger era like wire work type stuff like it looks really cool floating sure um i think it looks really cool yeah yeah i mean it looks really cool listeners it's very cool it looks of a particular era like but um yeah there's a lot of floating and and fighting so apparently so like we find out that this not you guys like He's a badass, like, because he's yeah. just, like, taking down well, assassin after assassin. he's been learning how to do martial arts from his martial right. arts master. And then, all of a sudden, he's about to kick the shit out of this one, one, one assassin who's running off. And his dad... Whose leg has his, been injured. His, his dad, his elderly dad, sort of just grabs him in a, in a very mild hug and somehow is able to overpower him, this ninja guy well, who... he doesn't want to bash up his no, no, dad. No, 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 no. Like, he doesn't want to elbow his dad in He doesn't face. have to. Like, apparently, this guy is, like... He's he is the No, I think Noctu was just being respectful to his dad and was like, I'm gonna listen to my dad. Because no. his dad was like, let it go. No, no, no. His dad Which puts him in a bear hug and Noctu literally cannot wriggle out of it. So either his dad is super strong as well <laughs> and much stronger than he is, in which case his dad sort of been sh- sorting this out <laughs> instead of Noctu having to come and do it, right? <laughs> What's going on? Who's who, who's who's uh, who's the ultimate fighter in this? It's very like, detail orientated. Yeah, well, that's that's what I'm looking at. I'm, I'm, okay, the devil's in the details. All right, all right. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, basically, one assassin runs off, and I think she limps. He she, it limps off. It limps. <laughs> it. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, the dad. So what was the deal? Like the dad seemed to like. He had a kind of vested reason for doing that. Yeah, so it's a big plot point, obviously. Like they've had the to drama. leave. They've had to. They're in exile, essentially, right? For yeah. Some so the dad yeah. basically says, "No, Noctu, you need to let it go." So basically, whatever the reason is behind the attack, the dad really doesn't want Noctu to know. And then the dad starts saying, "You know, we have to live on this isolated island because I did a crime and I've been mm. banished." And like, he doesn't want Noctu to know anything what? about what whatever is. this is. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So basically, that's that. Um, and. Some other villager pulls like one of the masks off one of the dead assassins. No, that's his little brother. Okay. Who's been stabbed up. So his brother got stabbed. But he's not dead. 
No, but he's yeah. bleeding. Yeah. Okay. And he goes and pulls a mask off. Yeah, and it's a, there's a woman. Yeah. Right? And he's woman. like, what? Um, but Nocti doesn't see this because by this point, his martial arts master has said, why yeah. don't you go and track that assassin that's been let go who's limping and don't just attack the assassin, follow them back to and find out whoever's ordered That's interesting because it sounds like the martial arts master is trying to manipulate him a little bit. That's interesting. Mm. He's not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just as a spoiler. He's like, he's a, he's a we good, need this plot to happen, dude. so do that thing. Well, he just um, suggests, why don't you do this thing? Why does he care? Though? I mean, like, but... Well, he's, he's part of the family. Yeah, right. Sure. Um, okay, so anyway, he starts running, and um, much like in the opening scene, we find out that this guy is shredded. So he must have been water starved for at least two to three days. You know, like how, remember Henny Cavill was talking about doing that for Witcher? That so what must is that? Suck. It's just like they you don't drink don't water, drink for two water days. so your muscles are mortified so it, it, if you're feeling Yeah, because cause they're ripped anyway, but like then what happens is they don't well, drink water. So all the water that's in that layer of skin is goes that's so it's depleted up. i don't like that so if the skin is even I tighter mean, on the muscle so you can see the don't muscle don't you die if you don't have water for three days no you can go a bit longer than that but because they say three days and then seven days without yeah. food right? i think you can go longer but like apparently like you know it sucks you just like and this you know actually props to the actor because he's doing a scene where he's sprinting across the beach and this and henry cavill was saying that when he was doing his stuff for the witches like you know, you feel like you're going to pass out. Like, Jeez. you can smell water. Or, yeah, you can smell it and taste it in the air and stuff. That's so intensely mm. awful. Yeah. The stuff that people do to be all, like, yeah. buff and shredded. Yeah, it's crazy. crazy. Yeah. Well, I looked so somebody, up facts about somebody this Somebody get knocked to a glass of water immediately. <sighs> I know. Well, he's surrounded by the ocean and all these scenes. So yeah. hopefully he didn't, like, make a mistake and get really get, thirsty and drink some salt water. Getting all salt water, yeah. Mm. Uh, cool. Um... Yeah, so Nocti basically runs from the, the island to, to the mainland, yeah. uh, <laughs> presumably. Presumably Hanyang, he gets a boat. To Hanyang. Yeah. Uh, so no, let's just say he ran there. I mean, that's... that's he that was so shredded that universe. he ran so fast that he just ran across the surface of the ocean. He just ran across ocean. the water, yeah. yeah. That's how fast he was. Um, more, he did look pretty fast. Like Overall, this is pretty well filmed, I think. Mm. Like, yeah, like there's great. good sort of camera work and like it has sort of like a bit of depth and stuff in this cinematography. And like now. the editing and stuff can be used for comedy and things like that. But we see Actually, that is one thing I did like about this is that mm. it plays almost like an anime sometimes, like mm. in the funny bits and like the little noises and mm. stuff. Like it's, it's like... Well, it's little, a total... Like it's a What do they call those kind of anime or like manga? Like the noises. Or, I don't like know. The, you know the one... You know, like um, all that fun stuff and like Full Metal Alchemist and yeah. stuff like where they make those weird faces and all yeah. that. It was, was kind of like that anyway. Um, yeah. I thought it was cool. Anyway, we're in Hanyang now. And this yeah. is how long has passed since this is... Well, I don't know, but he's still... He's trailing this yeah. limping person who yeah. is still dressed like a man, mm. um, this assassin, mm. uh, very closely. And the assassin is sort of caught on to the fact that Noctu is trailing them through Hanyang. Yeah. Um, so we see a big procession with uh, what appears to be the king um, being carried on a palaquin and uh, there's some, like... And everyone's bowing. Procession music, which sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it's really cool. It's like Um, traditional Korean sort of, I don't know, kingly music. Yeah. It's very cool. Um, And basically, yeah, everyone's bowing. No one's crying. I guess the king hasn't been killed yet. So, Um, and we see a a woman who is dressed in a man's, like, outfit, hanbok thing. So this is the actress Kim So Han, who's the female lead, and her character's name is Dongju. Yeah, so it's a pretty cool scene where she's like, She's looking at the king procession go past and she's like, 
she pulls out like a bow and arrow and then you see But she it. needs to like assemble it. Yeah, she assembles it and then she she like basically takes a shot and like she she gets him. She like mm. and it and then she sort of like what does she see? She just kind of stands there and all these swords come to her throat because obviously the second you've done that, yeah. all the guards will run towards you and all the swords are at her throat the and she's crying and then as the tear comes down her cheek it hits one of the swords and then the sword yeah. begins to disappear. That was cool. It's a really cool scene. Like they do it really well. I thought that was cool. But I thought so what sequence. would have been cooler is that if that actually happened, but then the swords don't dissolve. It's just that you kind of like zoom in on her face and then like all of a sudden it's like everything around her changes and then we see it's like her, but it's like her assassinating like Abraham Lincoln and then like <laughs> her like assassinating JFK and it's like she's just like this timeless assassin. <laughs> so it's like not even a psycho, it's just like this one character who's lived for like 5,000 years who's like assassinated <laughs> all these royal people. How good would that be? Look, I'm not going to lie. I will you'd watch, watch Kim So-hyun in anything. You'd love to watch it, wouldn't you? <laughs> Even some whack thing that you've made up. Yeah, she's just like, you know, constantly. And there's like, you know, people like, you know, sit, they have like little Babylonian tablets and there's like her face is inscribed on it or something. And, you know. Look, if any actress could, <laughs> could pull off a time-traveling assassin yeah. kind of drama, it would be Kim So-hyun. Yeah, so, I'd watch it. So that was a show I was sort of watching in my head after that point. Um, but I did take some notes about this shot. So it um, but uh, yeah, so you see, she actually didn't take the shot. Um, she was just, you know, imagining it. She starts pulling out the bow to assemble it, um, to, t- to actually take the shot. And then she gets bumped into by Noctu, who's running around for some reason. He's trying to find his assassin that yeah, he's following. Okay. Yeah. And, and he knocks the bow out of her hand and, she, and it kind of spooks her a little bit. And she grabs the bow and runs off and he well like... he knocks the bow out of her hands and then she before he kind of he looks like he's going to pick it up so she shoves him and he falls over and then because of this he loses his assassin and she loses her opportunity okay so they sort of get off on a wrong foot where they're both like what an asshole yeah. about the other one yeah um and then we see this old lad which is this is great so this old guy just like basically picks up like a an old peasant and he just like pegs it at the head of the king and just gets him and i'm like you know what? That's it. This is great. Like, you know, because sometimes the stories of this, you're just like, why don't I just do something? Like, just do a thing and see what happens. And well, he, he, you know what happens? He gets arrested and murdered. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> he's pretty old. He doesn't have much, a lot to lose. Well, he doesn't because he's doing this as he, revenge for his exactly. son dying because everything's I think, been taken away from him already. Yeah. So he's like, you know what? Which I'm fucking sick of this. I'm going to peg a rock at the king. And he did it. Um, he did turns do it. out, unfortunately, that it was not the king who's yeah. on the palaquin. And it's a decoy king. And in fact, the king is incognito dressed as a guard or something. Yeah. Um, so... And so the king wants... The king is like, there must be accomplices. Yeah. I bet this this peasant with the rock didn't throw this rock by himself. Someone mm. must have put him up to it. Maybe it's an assassination attempt. Mm. So the guards ban out and go running through Hanyang and just basically bothering everybody. And then, of course... Um, Dongju, Kim So Hun's character, mm. is like trying to escape and trying to disassemble her bow so she doesn't get found with an assassination weapon. And uh, also, Nokdu gets picked up in this. So basically, heaps, hundreds of people are getting arrested. But he also. Because they find an arrow on the ground. The assassin he's looking for mm. walking out of a place. He has a very long neck, <laughs> doesn't he? He does. And uh, it kind the of, actor. It kind of moves independently Dong-Yu. of his body. As what? he's moving around, like not. it kind of wibbles, like do you know what I mean? So he's sort of, it's kind of. I don't agree that his neck wibbles without his body. Um, yeah, but the actor John Dong Yoon does indeed have a long neck. But I think it works very well in a hanbok because a hanbok has a very like mm. high layered neck, and I think like if you have a long neck, it really suits a hanbok. Yeah, like for dudes, I mean. I think that that actor should take 
like should follow in suit of that guy Tim Henson from Polypia, the guitarist, who's got like that really long neck. Is that a metal band? Sort of, but not really metal. But like, remember I showed you like he's got a really long neck and he's got neck tattoos all the way. Oh, Looks really I cool. Feel that like if, if you got a super long neck, I think that's the way to go. This Korean actor music. got tattoos all up his neck. It would yeah. be really hard for him to be a star of many types of dramas. Yeah, versatile. Like an office rom-com. Easy. <laughs> or a high school drama. Just wear a polo. Or a historical Joseon set. Yeah, just... A polo neck in Joseon. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, there's some pretty ridiculous stuff that happens in this anyway, so it's not like that would be so well, far-fetched. come on. Well, look, like, all I'm saying is that, like, you know, what's, what's her name? Kim So-hyun? Mm. So she's supposed to be dressed as a guy. Or she's supposed to she's be... She's dressed as a man. No, she is. She's dressed as a man. But that's about it. Like, everything about her, her voice, the way she looks, everything about her is a she's woman. She's a very, very pretty, very womanly looking woman. So it's just accepted that she's a man. I'm like, come on. Like... It's Joseon times. No, I've never seen a movie before. No, it's Joseon... can't even... No, no, no. You're right. Conceptually it, it, imagine No, there's, there's another thing. caveat. It's Joseon times... And no one has ever, ever seen a woman before in their entire life. They've never heard a woman speak. They've never seen a woman's face ever because that's the only well, way. that is clearly that untrue. Makes, but that's why I'm like, they didn't even acknowledge it. They're just like, nah, she, that, that's definitely a man, 100%. The truth is that that's true. She doesn't look like a man whatsoever, but no one guesses that she's a woman in this. Yeah, very um, much. G sort of brought this up after we watched the drama. He's like, but, but, but I feel like... There's a lot of these kind of, you know, woman dresses as man or vice versa in K-dramas, like as a, you know, as the main hook or main point of a trope of a whole drama. Mm. And I feel like there's two different ways that the dramas always tackle it. Sometimes they'll get a woman to dress up as a man mm -hmm. and you've just got to accept. You've just got to accept that this looks like a woman wearing a hanbok or whatever and that mm. everyone in the drama can't mm. guess. I'm thinking about Park Min-young in the K-drama Sun guk Scandal. Mm -hmm. Where she looks like very young, very round faced, very, very, very pretty woman. Like she just looks like a woman. But then on the flip side, sometimes you get actresses and they pick actresses that, I don't know, like you could maybe see it a little bit more. And mm -hmm. also the actress will change the way they talk, the way they move, mm -hmm. everything to the point where you're kind of like, wow, she's doing an amazing job. Like this, I can see why people do, in do this the old, uh, historical. Type exactly. Job. Like so, people who. And I guess that's the difference. Sometimes the actresses will go all the way and sometimes you're just like, ah, this is just a silly rom-com and I'm going to accept this. So the thing is, I get triggered by this because... Um, <laughs> you don't like accepting things. Well, that, but I just, I, I hate tropes. Like, I just don't like them This at might all. be your problem and, with and, and it's not only that, this is not just a trope. This is a trope where you just like, it's like, you just got to accept it. Not even like trying to like make it work. It's like, here's a trope, but we're going to sort of justify it. They're like, just eat it. I'm like, no, I don't want to. I don't like it. <laughs> well. I'm full. I both like it and want to eat it. I think okay. it's great. Yeah. I don't know why. I just, like, I love the whole, like, a girl dressing as a man to, to get by in particularly historicals and do things that a woman might not otherwise be able to no, do no, no, in a that, historical. That, that's a but I'm saying on top thing. of that, yeah. I don't mind if she looks very, very pretty while she does it. I'm kind of okay. like, if it's a rom-com, like, if it's a really serious drama, I might be like, well... This is a bit silly. But mm. if it's a silly drama that is about, you know, more to do with being silly and cute and rom-com-y, then mm. I'm like, that's fine. Mm. Because what does it matter? She just looks pretty and I like it. <laughs> mm. Yeah. 
Mm. We'll just agree to disagree. On I can tell you the one I did like when I've done that. What? Uh, Arya Stark in Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a bit more serious. It was, isn't and it? it was, but it was done in a believable way. Yeah. Um, but a lot of K dramas will do. And it, she, she get away well. with it because she's she in the books anyway. She's very young. Yeah. So she could be a boy or a girl. Yeah. Like you wouldn't really be able to tell. Like she's yeah. you know preteen or whatever. Yeah. So like yeah. I think a lot of K dramas do like do it really well as well. Mm. But I have to say, in this, Kim So Khan only dresses as a man for about five minutes of screen time. Mm. And, you know, they don't really bother trying very hard with yeah. this. Yeah. Because it's not the point of this drama. The point of this drama is that not do dresses like a woman. And he tries hard with that. Yeah. He does. Yeah. 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 So there you go. Sure. Yeah, okay. They have their focus elsewhere. Um, sure. Um, <laughs> anyway, everyone gets locked up and they just got get banged into the prison. Yeah. Um, and so Nokdu and Nokdu sees that the assassin is a woman as well. What is her what is her character's name? Dongju. Dongju, yeah. Kim So Han's Dongju. Yeah, okay, Dongju. So Nokdu and Dongju are uh, in prison together. There's a prison guard who's got a great hat. It's really cool. It's like it's very long, red and pointy. It's long, conical and red. And I've never seen that before and mm. I was really impressed by that. So I wrote that down. And if I had a highlighter beside me, I would have even put a highlight on that. I wouldn't have got... It was your favourite bit. I would have got a red highlight. It was really good. I was just... It was, yeah. You know, that's... For me, it's just details. Like, you know, there's a lot of things I'm just like, nah, I'm not into this. But then there's like one thing I'm like, yeah, that's pretty cool. So red conical hats yeah. from the Joseon era are particularly your kind of thing. No, not my kind of thing. It's just like in this milieu of things I don't like, here's one thing I do like. <laughs> you know what? Slightly offensive. But your favourite thing about my favourite drama is a red conical hat. But, but can't, you, can't you appreciate that I appreciate something? I can appreciate something? that you appreciated something in my drama. Yeah, I was like, that's Thank bad. you. That's great. <laughs> you know, we all have our preferences, don't Look, we? I liked the conical hat as well. It was yeah. very red and very pointy. It's very interesting, isn't it? Yeah, um, it's pretty cool. So, yeah. Um, oh, and there's a scene. So, they, they're basically, she's trying to, like, escape. Dongju is trying to. Dongju trying to escape, but she doesn't really get out and doesn't really work out, and they just fall asleep. And then it comes to a scene of a, a sweaty man waking up in a cold sweat. Um, and this is clearly some kind of antagonist, because the way they shoot it, it's like it's, it's all, like, darkly lit. <laughs> and he looks like, you know, he just doesn't look like he's going to be anyone who's going to... It's a king, right? Is that he the was king? a guard, yeah, before. I it's didn't a know. king. It was stringy king beard. I just call him bad guy. He was the king. And he, he's woken up from a dream where you told me he, he's dreaming of killing a baby or something? Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. So he's clearly has some kind of like PTSD or something from mm -hmm. having to have done this. Um, mm -hmm. So clearly bad guy, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. Um, so anyway, um, Noctu um, takes off his gown and puts it on. <laughs> Uh, Dongju while she sleeps and just like yeah alright so <laughs> put a bit of context into that one yeah that's what so happens that's it what, is what I mean technically she's, she's that's twitching in her sleep so Dongju tries like, to escape yeah. and then she gets stuck in the bloody bars and then you know she yeah. kind of begs him to help her and so they kind of have this very sparring bickering kind of thing so they don't yeah. like each other because they kind of fucked up each other's plans earlier to be honest it's not the most bickery kind of thing I've ever seen in these kind oh, of things I, I actually, cute. I I actually like thought it. I didn't even realise they were bickering I was just like they just they're just like oh what's your deal what's your deal oh okay I like it. I think it's really good, like, yeah. all the dialogue and stuff. Like, just them, their initial getting to know each other a right. tiny bit. Yeah. Um, and then they fall asleep, and Dongju is clearly having mad nightmares, and she's calling for her mum, and she's, like, sweaty and crying in her mm -hmm. sleep. Mm -hmm. And so um, Nokdu feels bad for this, you know, very pretty man who's sleeping and puts his, like, little jacket on her. And then when they wake up, they're all, like, tangled in each other. Right. So it's a cute moment. Uh, cool. Uh, 
Yeah, so basically they all get released. To... No, they don't. no, 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 no. They all get released from the cell oh, okay. to a courtyard for some torture. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's a really like weird way to put that. They get released from the well, cell for to be tortured. I'm sure to walk from the cell to the courtyard would have been pretty good. Because no, we're like you know we've we've seen some of those palace places like the little areas. Pretty great, it's pretty aren't cool. They? Like so, at least you get a look, a breath of fresh air, get a little brush, get your legs. Yeah. And they get tortured. But, like, <laughs> it's the journey that matters, right? Not the destination, right? So, um, it's a really interesting in this way case, the destination it. probably is going to be on your mind. But, bit, uh, yeah, they, especially when you hear all the screams. Yeah, you the, see all the people getting dragged away covered in blood. Yeah. Loads, loads of people are just getting fucked up. Um, mm. And I'm pretty sure not most of them probably didn't do anything. No one did anything. <laughs> um, like, other than Dongju, no yeah, one has done anything. I think anything. they're just random. And she didn't even do anything Getting yet. picked up, yeah, so... Um, and yeah, so st- everyone still does not realize that she's a woman. Um, no. they're just like, yep, yeah, you know, she's so manly. Uh, she's very manly. Um, uh, and she's so pretty. There's some flashbacks of stuff happening. Uh, like so as she's walking up, she's hearing all the, the tortured people screaming and sees the blood, and she gets like weird, like PTSD kind of flashbacks to seeing mm-hmm. a knight in a courtyard and all these like guards killing a family, basically. Um, and so she starts freaking out. She's like sweating and she's like shaking and mm-hmm. really freaking out. So they have to kneel in front of like the police officers or whatever who are doing all the torturing. And it's pretty clear that the police officers who are in charge aren't really into this. They're like, this is really against the law. Like, but we've been ordered to do this. There's no evidence. We don't even know if the arrow was is from this. Saying? Yeah. And they're like, we don't even know if this arrow was from now or mm-hmm. weeks ago. Like, okay. this is crazy. Yeah. But they have to do it because they've been told to by the king. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, basically, they're all kneel and they ask Dongju to say, like, where are you from? And she says that she's from some valley way yeah. out and what her name is, which is a man name, and that she's just passing through. And they're like, well, why are you passing through? That's weird. Where are you going? Tell us in more detail. And she can't. Like, she just can't speak. She just is sitting there sweating and shaking and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. So I've written some stuff happened. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> the stuff that happened. But anyway, that, that, that's... That pretty much everything he says is the stuff that happened. Oh, okay. And then uh, Noctu then basically just convinces them to stop torturing everyone by saying that um, it's a stupid idea. <laughs> <laughs> like, more or less. Like, oh, that's more or what less, he says, yeah. So. He, like, you know, she's about to get got, basically, and he puts his hand on her shoulder and stands up and he's, like, all, like, cool and swaggery and it's yeah. just basically, like, bring me to the king. I want to talk to the king. And the guard's like, you want to talk to the king? But of course, the king happens to be walking past at this point outside of the courtyard. So he overhears. It makes so much more sense to me now because yeah. I, I had no idea why, why any of this was And so happening. the and guard. The king. Yeah. So the king <laughs> overhears um, this conversation from outside. But Nokdu is just real swaggery and like not scared at all. Um, possibly because he's a naive idiot who's lived on an island, isolated island his entire life and doesn't understand that he is mm. actually in a lot of physical danger right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but he basically is just like you know, this is really stupid what you guys are doing. Like, all the people out there are going to know. Like, rumours are going to be going around the whole of Joseon that the king arrested hundreds of innocent people and is killing them all instead of what he should be doing, which is going to, you know, the dead son of this guy who pegged a rock at his face and just at least pretend to be merciful and pretend to be a benevolent king. And the king overhears and he's like, what a lowly douche or whatever but not that probably and then no he says something what does he say a lowly dingbat (laughs) lowly dingbat yeah and then he but then he's like 
but he's got a fucking good point. <laughs> so he like immediately orders for everyone to get released and not do his save the day. And the other thing we notice is that the guard who's listening, who's in charge of all this, is kind of like nodding along. He's like, yes, this man is absolutely correct. Okay. And he sort of is a bit of a sort of a character, character later on in that, okay. you know, he's a good guy who's constantly ordered to do shit things. Yeah. Um, so anyway, they all get released and then Noctu and uh, Dongju... Um, basically, they end up splitting up because, mm. um, well, what, what well it's kind of cute. They come out of the prison and they're sort of just like, you know, getting yeah. each other's And he thinks spaces. he sees an assassin coming towards them. Yeah. And he pushes her out of the way and then it just turns To save her. But it's just a woman sneezing and he turns around and she's just sprawled in the yeah. dirt. So why, it's kind why of funny. Up again? Uh, they split up. Well, basically, Noctu's like, hey, you want to buy me a meal? Because he's got no money. Oh, yeah. And so he's trying to like get her to, to pay him for saving her life, basically. Yeah. And she suddenly remembers that before she left home, she left a letter, which was clearly oh, yeah. a, clearly a death mm-hmm. letter. To, you what? know, because was she was a clearly a death matter, was that? Uh, because she was heading into Hanyang to kill the king, meaning she was ready to die. So she's left a letter in her house for whoever it was meant for that's saying goodbye. So mm. she freaks out because she hasn't done her mission. She needs to go home and get her letter before people realize what her intention was. Hmm, okay. So she runs off, freaking mm. out, and she also turns around and yells at Noctu that she never wants to see him again. Hmm. Um, yeah, so basically they split up and then Noctu finds some kind of in place. Mm-hmm. And I've written, I don't even actually recall, maybe this isn't happening to work. Maybe I was just imagining stuff at this point. But <laughs> woman spanks man with rice. Spanks? Yeah. <laughs> she just threw it at him. Yeah, I guess spanks is a sort of is a, generalized a term really for. really different kind of No, but not like a, a literal spank, context. but like a. Like a not even a spank at all. Like a, a figure, she just pegged fig- it figuratively him. spanked. Spank makes me think that she whacked his butt. Spank is like, it's a punishment. Like, she's like really... No. Yeah, anyway. So, um, and then we see like, I think this is the point where we see Noctu having flashbacks to being treated bad as a kid. So I've written mm. child abuse too. <laughs> so this is the second instance in the drama. So well, sort of. He has second, flashbacks. Second, and not, not the last instance. Right. Let me tell you. you know. It is it is a flashback, but yeah. it's... It's it... basically his brother getting treated yeah. heaps better than him and... Mm. And the but they're both getting punished because the brother was allowing Noctu to come or was trying to get him. Noctu onto, was trying on a to boat, escape on a boat. Yeah, Noctu's and, trying to escape the island. Yeah, but he wants to learn how to read and write and do all Noctu's this. Noctu's really stuff. upset that his yeah. brother's allowed to learn things that he's not. Yeah. So what's that about? Do we just know? We don't know yet. We, we don't just, know at this okay. point. It's supposed to be weird. We also see that after they've both had, you know, like little um, there gets a cane on the back of their legs, as always happens in yeah. K dramas, like Joseph Punishment, and um, the two little boys are lying on their stomachs, and Noctu looks over at his brother, and the mother is tending the brother's wounds but ignoring mm. Noctu's wounds. Yeah. 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 So we don't know why at this point. Yeah. And then um, basically Noctu settles up um, for a bit of a nighttime uh, sleep at this inn and the innkeeper comes by and she's offering some free food. I was like, fuck yeah, take the food. It's going to be good. It's Korean food. So it was good. And he's like, nah. And she's like, go on, it's free. And I'm like, take the food, mate. And he does take the food. <laughs> he listened to you. He listened to me. He shouldn't have. But look, come on. I mean, poisoned or not, that food was going to be tasty. <laughs> Like, if that's going to be my last meal, I'll take it. I'll take it. All right. Um, anyway, yeah, so he, we just see him sort of like get stuck into this food and you see the innkeeper kind of looking a bit suspicious over his shoulder. She showed up. As she shuts the doors or whatever of his room. Mm. And then uh, we see him stumbling out of his room in a stupor and pain and kind of stumbling through some alleys. 
and basically we see an assassin following him, the assassin potential that he's been following, I mm. guess. Yeah, and she's following closely behind him, and he kind of stumbles and falls into where some there's some guards or some police or whatever. Mm -hmm. So the assassin has to kind of stop that she can't come over, and I presume she's going to finish the job. Mm. Um, and what happens then? Uh, they run off, and then well, the guards are like, "He's dead," and one of them goes off to get people, whilst yeah. the other one stays. And the assassin like hides for a while. She goes, "Oh, she goes." She's like, "Oh, cool, he's dead." So yeah. she goes back, back to the to inn to get rid of the innkeeper. And yeah, she kills the innkeeper, and then she just heads off to her secret assassin base. But she doesn't know that yeah. actually Noctu faked the whole yeah, thing right. because he, you know, once he comes out of being arrested, he's like, "Fuck, I've lost the assassin." But then he's like, "But the assassin will be looking for so, me." Yeah. So he kind of goes to the inn and makes a lot of noise so mm. that she knows where he is. And then at this point, so now, it's all a ploy. Um, so now he's actually still alive and he's following her. Yeah. Um, and then we get an intermission. Well, it was the end of the little half hour episode. Yeah, so I call that an intermission. It was an intermission. Yeah. I went and got a glass of wine. Um, so, it was great. Yeah. Um, so now we're on to the second to, half. So he's still following her. Mm -hmm. He's using the classic K-drama follow technique, which is where you walk three <laughs> steps behind the person. So they could almost feel your breath on the back of their neck, yeah. but they because don't know you're there. when people in K-drama land walk, they never look behind them or use their peripheral vision, mm -hmm. or listen to anything. They just walk <laughs> in a straight line, and they'll never, ever stop and turn around. It's so, true. <laughs> um, so he's just, he's just right, right He's right there. Um, and he's lucky that this is how it works, so you can follow him. Yeah. And he, he basically, <laughs> see, he follows her, sees her kind of change out of her assassin garb and into um, just some normal clothing. They're woman clothes, but she wears her hair up. In a bun at the back of her head, that means you're married. So if okay. you have a long braid, it means you're single. And if you wear your hair up in a bun, okay. then you're married. Um, or in this case, a yeah. widow. And he basically tracks it. He finds this sort of like little sanctuary, this hidden sanctuary place. And basically it's, it's a, a village. It's a, it's a village. It's a, it's a women's, widow's, not mm. widow's. Yeah, it's a widow village. It's a widow village. It's for widows to go live in. Okay. Okay. So it's a widow's village. Yep. And um, he know, doesn't know this. He just walks on it. He just walks on in. And they're like shocked when they see him, and basically he just gets beat up. Gets beat up real um, bad. And there's lots of little anime it's very noises funny. and yeah. Like and there's even like some bits. little like freeze frames of him in all these different like ridiculous yeah. positions, like yeah. getting like twisted up, and yeah. then he gets chucked out. And then the next thing we just see is him like with his hat all squished on the side and yeah. like blood coming out of his nose, and he's kind of like. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So I don't really get it's the very next funny. part, but basically he just runs into some. Uh, so he comes out of the village. Random couple and he... having drama. <laughs> Guy looks disgusted. <laughs> Do you want me to tell you what happened? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So what, what happens <laughs> is when Noctu comes out of the wid uh, the widow village, he kind of hides again because there's a party of men arriving. Mm. And in this party is clearly a quite a high up noble man as well as his, you know, underlings. And they're looking for a yeah. widow. So yeah. They obviously, this noble guy had a son, this son's clearly dead, and the woman who was married to the son, or just about to be married to the son, has run off, instead of basically, as was sometimes expected in those days, killing herself so that the family didn't have to support her anymore. Okay. And that was considered um, like very virtuous if you did that. Right. So clearly this woman is running for her life because yeah. of the expectations. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and so Noctu then, during the night, finds yeah. this woman running for her life through the same forest nearby. And he basically saves her, throws her over his shoulder and runs off to a cave. And as he's like putting her down in the cave, this other dude who's dressed like a slave or whatever yeah. comes and attacks him. Mm -hmm. And as Noctu's about to completely bash this dude up, the 
the woman, the widow, basically mm. throws herself to protect this slave guy. And it turns out that clearly they're in a relationship. They're in love and they're trying to escape. Yeah. I think at this point, my because I finished my whole beer at that point, so it was just sort of really, like, getting... You're just thinking about... Yeah, I think... I, then, no, I was just thinking I was skimming over the details and oh. I got, like, my focus was sort of dropping at this because mm. I don't really... I, like, I didn't really understand what was going on. I, I, knew, I, I knew kind of just what was going on, but... Well, basically, yeah. the widow is trying to she's make... Trying to, she's, she's trying to get to, to the widow get to the village the because men aren't allowed in, yeah. so she can be safe. But that isn't really what she wants to do because it means that her boyfriend can never but, see okay. her again. So then why does Noctu dress up as a woman and, and interact with this group of men? Um, so what happens is in order to let this couple escape, um, Noctu and her change clothes. Yeah. So now he's dressed like a widow yeah. and he has her identity tag. Yeah. And she is dressed like him and can escape with But he love. goes and talks to these guys. So he, he doesn't. He just walks into the widow village. No, no, no. Because yeah, he, 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 he walks see by them. Remember, he slaps them. Yeah. And everything. So they think that it's her. Yeah. And then they realize it's not her. So they let her go or him. So yeah. Nocturne is allowed to go through. But what happens is once he's in the village, he's obviously using his name tag, which is her name tag, so that when that um, upper guy, you know, the, the noble guy who's looking for the widow asks... She's in there, but he okay. can't get in there. He can't get to her. So now he thinks that she's out of his reach, right. which means that he's not looking for her where she's actually escaped to. Okay, way. I see. Mm. Cool. So anyway, Noctu gets dressed up like a widow mm. in this big pink dress. Yep. Um, which I guess is now that's the, the kind of the his main thing now for the rest yeah. of the drama. Or well, a good portion of the drama. A good portion of the drama. Yeah. I think yeah. he looks pretty good. Yeah. Um, and he kind of like puts on a girly high voice. Yeah, well, he's making an effort. Yeah, you know that's what I mean. Yeah, Dong Dong Ju did, did not make an effort at all. No, he really makes an effort. Yeah, and um, he's very like oh, oh, oh. Yeah, it's um, very funny. So basically, yeah, he, he he kind of just gets into this town, and they're like, yeah, we'll set you up in a room, and you can share a room with this person. And he's like, nah, 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 nah I don't want to share a room with anyone. I'm too shy. It's all very. Funny. I don't want to impose on anyone. And they're like, of course you can share. A room. And is it kind of a slapstick trio of, of women who sort of like nah, you know, and. They're the be like village protectors, so okay. they're the, like the strong women who make sure yeah. that the men. They're also the strong in. women who beat the shit out of them yeah. the first time. They don't the recognize them. Um, and one of them literally has a man slung over her shoulder who's yeah. unconscious. Yeah. Um, what do they end up doing with him? I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they never say. But they never say. They basically um, there's a there's a what's the what's the, the place that's nearby? So it's a gibang, so a, yeah. a gisang house. Yeah. Um, and there's a there's a lady who runs that who comes up yeah. and. Uh, and so she's a head, like, basically is like, oh, I'll go stay there instead. Because he wants his own room. He just wants his own room. And they're like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, yeah, definitely. It'd be great. And anyway, they go there and then she's actually like, oh, actually, you're going to have to share if it's online. Yeah, like, oh, here shit. as well. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And then uh, he gets a room with, he's going to be sharing with uh, Dongju. Dong and he's rifling through her stuff. I feel like you missed the whole section where all the crazy shit. Oh no, I've got that. I just thought oh. that happened first. Okay, so the crazy shit that happened is there's so this is child abuse number three. So <laughs> there is um a um knife wielding dude who wants like an upper young one, yeah, noble man. Yeah, so he he wants um he wants a twelve year old girl. He wants to sleep with a twelve year old girl. That's true. And there's all this commotion breaks. So the twelve year old girl is a gisang in training, yeah. but until she's about fourteen or fifteen mm-hmm. and becomes a real gisang, she's not really available for noblemen to mm-hmm. do anything. Still gross. Um, Absolutely, but, it's a gross system. Yeah. But like you know, this is historical times. So that's how things were. Yeah, it's just you know, it's got that kind of comedy airy fairy kind of tinge to it. So it's like, mm, what's going on here? Well, it's a historical. 
But it's not a serious historical, you know? Yeah, but people still die in this historical. Okay. It's set in yeah. history. Anyway, so basically, uh, what happens? Like, he's just like, he's just like damn it, such I'm a, a lord, villain. give me what I want, I've got a knife. And he, like, cackles manically and, a lot. And, he, yeah, he's, he's just, you know... He's a bit over the top. He's really over the top. Um, and he's what, demanding that they cut her hair? Yeah. So What is that about? I don't really know. So he's... Dem- he's He's basically, they're like, you got to wait three or four years for this girl. Mm-hmm. And we find out that he's taken another girl and he's killed this other girl. So mm-hmm. he's like a real creepy dude. Mm-hmm. And so Dongju's getting up in his face and trying to protect the little girl. And he says something about wanting to then, if he has to wait, he's going to chop her hair off. And I think maybe it's because she can't, maybe no one else can, like, would want her or something. Like, it okay. seems like a big deal. Like, everyone's freaking out about mm-hmm. the idea of this girl getting her hair yeah, chopped. something to do with the... Like being a gisang or something like. Well, I don't know because even if you're not a gisang, you know all the women had long hair. Mm-hmm. I'm maybe it's something to do with like um, integrity or like dignity or something yeah. like that. I'm not really sure, but basically Dongju's like, "Fuck you! If you want someone to cut the hair, I cut my hair." And then she cuts her she hair. Cuts her own thing off, and yeah. um, while shocked. she's doing that, um, Nokdu is staring at her and yeah. falling in love because yeah. she looks so great. Yeah. And is brave and cool. Yeah. And he's like, you remind me of a dude I met once. <laughs> um, he doesn't say that. He, he's thinking that day. <laughs> um, and anyway, just, just after he does it, the second male lead rocks up. And, you know, oh, yeah. Clearly second male lead. So the second male lead is played by the actor Kang Tao. Yeah. And he's the second male lead. He's the second male lead. We won't give him a name for this um, episode. He's not in this episode. Hugely. And he basically de-escalates the situation by convincing by this knife-wielding dude. dude to drink a, or to eat a mix, eat some kind of bitter lolly or something i don't know what it was he just basically comes and he's like you know to calm you down here's this delicacy and the guy eats it it's disgusting and then he's like oh here's some water to wash your mouth out but then it's vinegar and then he's like those two things together are poison so basically he just humiliates the guy and then all the gisangs who are watching start laughing at Mm -hmm. him and stuff and the guy runs off well that's classic like you know psycho antagonist is going to come back like you laughed at me well i'll show you yes that's exactly right yeah he does do that um uh, yeah, so now Noctu and uh, Dongju are sharing a room. He's mm-hmm. been rifling through her things. Yes, Why was he rifling through so her things? So he sees a bag underneath, like a, in, underneath a shelf or whatever, and there's this like outfit sticking out of it. No, it just it cuts to this. The scene opens with him just pulling an outfit out of a bag. Yeah, but no, he's, he sees this blue thing hanging out of the bag yeah. and so he just goes and he looks i don't okay. know what he does he's just a he's just freaking a inquisitive he's little just, dude yeah okay yeah and but what he finds is um a hanbok a man's hanbok and he recognizes it and then realizes where he's seen donju before yeah and that he, they were in prison they were prison go. buddies together so he knows he knows her secret yeah he knows her secret. but she doesn't know that he knows no. her secret at this point no um and then she's just concerned that he might have seen the letter yeah, yeah. oh no um we see a scene where um, actually the second male lead has found the letter and he's taken it. So no really? one's seen it except the second male lead. And he's like, how could you do this? Like, you know, can you imagine how I felt seeing this letter, this death letter that yeah. you left? And clearly he's totally into her. He's hitting on her hardcore and she's just like, back off. Yeah. She's not interested. She's only got eyes for Nokdu. She, not at this point, she doesn't. Wait till that next, that's the rumble. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, he's got a great neck. Yeah. <laughs> Um, doesn't wiggle. Some guy is now hitting on Noctu, who oh, yeah. is like uh, helps run stuff in the Gisang house or something. It's very funny. Um, he's the administrator of the widow's village, yeah. basically. So he's really into Noctu. So I can see that there's he gonna starts be, hitting. There's on gonna him. be antics there, but uh, Noctu uses that to his advantage 
by getting a map of areas or something and he tracks the limping assassin into a building. Yeah. yeah. So now he knows, he knows that she's definitely there and that whatever's going on is probably yeah. happening in that building. And then he's about to sort of action that and then he gets uh, sequestered by the, uh, the protector ladies who are like, you know what? We want to see you naked in there. That's not what they say. No, no. They're like, you're going to go take a bath with us. They say and he's like, no, you need I don't. To, to bond, we'll all go take a bath. But what they're, they're, what's implicit in their message is like, if you say no, we're just going to drag you down anyway. Well, they do drag go, him And we're going to get naked in the water, One whether leech, you like it or not. That's not what they say. They, but they do literally. Multiple times, he's like, no, no, please. I don't want to do this. Yeah, I'm he's not like, comfortable. I'm so shy. I'm, I'm so shy. I don't want to. And they're like, ha, 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 ha. You're getting naked with us. It's like they some sort of prison this. initiation. It's really like aggressive. Um, so yeah, I felt pretty. So- I actually felt pretty sorry for him. Like I was just like, not. It's obviously the, the the issue here is that you know he doesn't want to get naked in front of them because like his secret will be out right, and then mm. they'll probably fuck him up even more. But like even if he didn't have a secret, it was just it was just some woman. Like they probably would have done this anyway. And if she was like, nah, like nah, I don't want to do this. I'm not comfortable. And they'd be like, <laughs> you don't have a choice. You're coming with us, and we're gonna see everything. It's, it's like funny, it reminded me of the Shawshank with that. It's like, whoa, okay, they're really like, you know, there's no getting out of this. It's way cuter um, than and they, the Shawshank. They're, they're quite like sinister about it, like you know, because at one point they run, run into Dongju, and he's like, oh, actually, I actually have somebody to go with Dongju, and they're like, really? And he, and he's like, yeah, and and they're like, Dongju, where are you going? And she's like, to take a bath, and like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> it looks like you're getting naked. Buddy. They don't say anything. No, no, about they don't. Getting they naked. don't say it like that. But that's that's the intent. And then it's anyway, very, when they get there, it turns out aggressive. none of them get naked. They only take off their little like you know the top doggery thing. Yeah, but they just want, they just want to they want to show that they're the top dogs. It's this real like prison mood kind of thing. Uh, you know? Look, it's a really cute, funny scene. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's very cute and funny. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Um, anyway, the, uh, so basically he gets forced into the water and then there's a big scene where it looks like they, they're looking in his direction and they seem to be shocked and he's like, oh no. And they're all like covering themselves yeah. like they realize he's a man. And we don't know what, what's happened and it just ends and that's the end of the episode. That's the end of the episode. That's the cliffhanger. Presumably they're looking at something behind him uh, or something like that and they haven't found a secret this early because there's... 32 episodes of this thing Do you want me to, to tell you? Yeah, tell me. Uh, well, it's, you know, the administrator guy who's yeah. in love with yeah. uh, um, Noctu. He's there he's not... and he's really drunk. Oh, and so they're all shocked about him. He's on? spying on them. Oh, okay. And then what happens is all the, the widows come out and one of them, like one of the tough ones, literally punches him in the face. Oh, okay. And he's unconscious. And Nocti's like, are you allowed to do that? Like, he's really high up. And she's like, oh, when he's drunk, he doesn't remember anything. It's fine. Wow. And then they just leave him there. Wow, that's that's that, there's a lot. That's pretty loaded. Like, <laughs> what's this guy get up to? Um, uh, well, yeah. he's actually fine. Yeah. He's kind of a funny side character. I, I, I presumed he was going to be a bit of comic relief. He's comic relief, and when he finally finds out that Noctu is in fact a man, he's so devastated, and he just follows Noctu around for the rest of the whole drama, just like pining over him. <laughs> oh, really? really, really upset. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, and he gets really jealous of Dongju like, when Dongju and Noctu get just, together. Yeah, he's just. Can he's like, can, put, we just, can you just put on the dress put, again? Put the dress back on. Yeah, please? he's like, he's so yeah. sad. He's really in love oh. with him. Yeah. Maybe they make it work, you know. What? what they happens? they don't make it work because Noctu's interested the, in Dongju. Okay, that would be a twist. Yeah. Like if if Noctu and Mac Mac die, hook up at the end, and that's that would be a twist. Yeah, 
that's not what happened. Just outside of the normal cage, I'm a foreman. All right. Well, thank you for recapping the You're first welcome. episode. Um, I do have first some questions. First two episodes. First two episodes. <laughs> first hour. I'm continuously conned into watching more than one no. episode of dramas. It wasn't a con. It's a half hour episode format. Mm-hmm. That's what they're doing. And I somehow got roped into doing two. All right. I do have some questions for you, which do we'll you? do. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, thank you so much for recapping Tale of Noctu for us. You're welcome, and anytime. Me. And thank you for watching it with me, my favourite drama. This You're is welcome. literally one of my favourite dramas. I absolutely Where adore it. Where does it rank? Like, is it the drama? Like, uh, I don't think I have a the drama. But you'd have something like, to be, like I'm sure you have like a top ten or something. I do, it's within and my And you top. might have one that might be close. You have certain ones that will be closer I- to the top than the... You know what I mean? I like, actually don't. I think I just have um probably about ten dramas I, that are my absolute favorites. But I also feel that out of my favorites, they're so different yeah. that they hit different spots that you like. I can't really think of them as something to rank against each other because they're so different. You remember City Hunter? Yeah, that's not within my that, top. That's 10. that's a number. That's number one. The no, City Hunter. City Hunter. City Hunter is a Park Min Young and Lee Min Ho, Lee Min Ho drama from like 2010 pink, or something. Pink skinny 2011. Jeans. His pink skinny jeans. He does. He has pink skinny je- jeans, and then he also fights off an assassin with a spoon. Yeah, that's all I remember. That's number one material. If you ask me, that's a pretty fun drama. Yeah. It's a good thriller. Mm. So you just admitted that you don't actually have any questions like you said you did. No, I uh, didn't have any. Well, I have you, some. No, I do have some questions. Some, oh, you do have questions. Yes. Okay. Yes. And then I have some random shit right, to say. <laughs> All right. So I always ask you, and I don't know why I bother, but do you like K-dramas more or less after watching that one? I'll say more. Okay. Yes. And the reason I say more is, is because after doing the Full House episode, like my ability to interact with K-drama took a huge hit. Oh, God. Like, that killed me. <laughs> so this is definitely... It's not baseline yet, but we're, oh. we're we're getting back up there. Getting so, back to baseline. Yeah, because you know, like uh, Flower of Evil, that was you know that had its moments. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Full House nearly nearly ended me, and now mm. we're kind of we're kind of creeping back up to some. Well, like you said, this one, bit. you know, it looks good. It's directed yeah. well. It's yeah. it's a coherent story. So like, and it looks really good, and there's fun action, and a lot happens. Yeah. So it's not like it's boring, even yeah. if you don't like it. Which I like it, but if, even if you didn't like it, yeah. a lot happens. So yeah, it's quite stuff fun. happens to it. So yeah. and there's some funny stuff. Yeah, you even giggled once. I did. Yeah, might have been a beer though. No, it was funny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. So what do you think happens next in the tale of Nocturne? Like a generalized overview mm. of what do you think this story is gonna do? Oh, jeez, I don't even know. I mean, obviously the assassin thing—he's gonna find out who the assassin is. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe he's going to find out that these assassins have a less, they're not as nefarious as what they seem or something. And he's not going to be like, he's going to be after them, but maybe it turns out they're not the real baddies. They might be the king or actually might be the real baddie in the end, because I mean, the king killed a baby with his bare hand. Um, so I guess he's <laughs> probably positioned to be the ultimate baddie and that's not that he's going to be falling into that realm at some point. I presume he's going to be interacting with the king at some level. Um, I think, yeah, well, you told already tell me what happens to that administrator guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, like, Noctu, like, they're going to find out that Noctu is a dude at some point. Mm-hmm. Like, um, maybe that might be a closely held secret for a while within the compound. Maybe only a couple of people find out at a time. Um, I don't know. I mean, what's the... Oh, obviously, he's going to find out more about what his dad has done. I was thinking, like, maybe, like... Is his dad, like, is Noctu have some kind of, like, royal 
like heritage or something like that. Maybe they're trying to hide him. Maybe they're trying to kill off like someone who could compete for the throne or something like that. And maybe Noctu actually has some kind of like entitlement. So the dad doesn't want to teach him to read or write or be anything that could be even considered that and just hide him as like a peasant or whatever or something like that. That's, I don't know. That's a very good guess. Is, it, is that what's happening? Yeah. So I'm going to say some stuff. These are major spoilers now. Okay, cool. Uh, so spoiler, spoilers. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. So yeah. Noctu, so the king. Yeah. Noctu is the king's son. Right. And when Noctu was born, there was a prophecy. At that point, the king wasn't a king. He was the crown prince. Yeah. And his dad did not like him. So he was very worried that he would never ascend to the throne. So at this Hang point, on. the crown prince's dad oh, yeah. was the king at that point. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't like his son, the crown prince, who's mm-hmm. Noctu's dad. Mm-hmm. And so the crown prince at that time got told that his son would become a king and he never would. So he tries to strangle this baby and kill it. Oh, so they've knocked with the baby. Knocked is the baby that he tries mm-hmm. to kill. It. And as far as the dad, the king now knows, he did kill that baby. But really, but two of his guards away. smuggled it away, and one of those is Noctu's fake dad. And this yeah. is why Noctu's fake mum hated him because they were a noble family from Hanyang, yeah, and okay. now they have to live as peasants on an island. Right. And their son, who should have been, you know, a high up dude and get to maybe yeah, enter the palace, doesn't... has to live as a noble. But is that also why, like, they don't give him the same opportunity, or is that just because the mum doesn't um, like him? I think it'd be a bit of both, but I think the dad particularly, like you said, is trying to keep him away from, you know, if he learns how to read and write, he might want to go take a military exam or something mm. and he might end up in Hanyang and he needs mm. to not ever let him go anywhere near these places. Well, yeah, I cracked the code. Yeah, you did really well. Yeah. Um, and so basically Noctu hangs out in the village and you're right about the um, assassin widow. So mm. basically everyone thinks he's a woman for the whole thing other than eventually after quite a few episodes Dongju finds out the truth yes, yeah um, and by this point he's already got a major crush on her and then she kind of decides to help him and he makes up a whole different story so he never tells her why he's really there mm-hmm. and so she starts trying to protect him and help him and that brings them closer and it's all very funny really um and then every now and then he's going off dressed as a ninja and like doing really cool fight scenes and trying to figure out what's going on. And it turns out the the widows who are assassins are part of a conspiracy with um, a group of nobles who are trying to get rid of the king in a coup and they're trying to put this other um, little boy, the old king's son, on the throne instead. And then the major, major twist, uh, which is really interesting, is this little boy that they're trying to put on the throne ends up just dying. So now this group have nothing that they can do. Mm-hmm. And... The reason this little boy dies is because a second male lead, who we find out after a while is actually a prince, he's a grand prince and he's very powerful, um, and he knows Dongju from their childhood because Dongju was um, the daughter of a very rich family that got killed and she shouldn't be alive, she's escaped. Um, and so this prince, um, the second male lead, ends up being the big bad of the whole drama. Okay. Um, but so well, why then were the assassins trying to kill Noctu? Um, because the guy who was running the original conspiracy to get the little boy on the throne was very much involved in getting Noctu out of the capital and he knows about it and the king is starting to find out and he can't risk losing his position if the king finds out that he let the boy live, so he's trying to kill the boy. Right. 
Yeah. And it's very interesting because that guy, the premier guy who's the one who initially saved Noctu and is now trying to kill him with the assassins, mm-hmm. he's kind of like, he's both good and bad. He does some really bad stuff, but sometimes you like him. And then the assassins kill some people and you're like, whoa. And then at other times, you know, you realize they're just these widows who are just trying to do what they think is right. So you end up really liking them. And um, Noctu ends up being like kind of good mates with them and stuff and becoming their friend to the point where when they find out he's a man, it's okay because mm. they're all getting killed and he's come in and saved them and he gets all like sliced up and stuff. So they're kind of like, you know, he did save our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the king himself, which is Noctu's dad, dad and Noctu infiltrates the palace as a palace guard. Like he actually gets a job under a different name and becomes really close friends with the king. And he knows the truth, but the king doesn't. And the king is both very good and very bad. Like he actually makes a friendship with Noctu um, and Noctu really likes him, except that he knows that he tried to murder him when he was a baby. Mm-hmm. And also he murders the premier and he does some real bad shit. So everyone's like a little bit nuanced. And even the second male lead is kind of nuanced because he's he's just evil. He's terrible. Mm-hmm. But he's in love with Dog, uh, Dongju <laughs> mm-hmm. um, since childhood. And he'll do anything for her. Right. But that's it. But it gets to a point where he starts getting scary and he's like, you know wants to kill Noctu because Noctu's obviously doing a lot better with Dongju than he is. Mm. So, yeah, and it's, it was a real twist when you find out um, that the second male lead is actually the main antagonist of the whole story. Mm. And he's, he gets, like, really evil, which was really fun because at the whole start of the drama, he's just, you know, absolute typical second male lead, you mm. know, just so nice and harmless. Yeah. And then suddenly he's, like, killing people all over the shop. Tale of Noctu, subverting expectations, left, right, and center. Super, super fun. So the other thing I wanted to ask you is, Mm -hmm. did you know that this is set in a real historical time period and some of the characters are real historical figures? Yeah, well, it is set in a real historical time period. Yeah, I meant, like, properly, properly. So, like, the king or...? So the king is Gwangegun, who is the crown prince during the Imjin War. So he was the hated prince by his dad, and his dad was fleeing the country because the Japanese were invading. And so his dad was like... I'm going to make this son that yes. I hate the crown prince so oh, yeah. that if he dies during the war, wow. it won't matter. Okay. Mm. So this is why he's so, um, and I think he's illegitimate or his mum wasn't anyone high up. So he was never meant to become king. So he's my favorite. I always find him a really interesting king. And I like the way they kind of nuanced him. Mm-hmm. But the big famous thing about Gwangegun, uh, Gwanghegun is that he does end up, so like when he does become king in his early mm. reign, the old, like his dad has another direct son who's considered more legitimate because mm. the actual queen is the mother of yep. this little boy, but he's just a little boy. But obviously there's so much political infighting that a huge amount of his ministers are going towards this little boy. And so Gwangegun, I never know if Gwangegun, anyway, um, he does in real life, he kills this little boy, like he gets mm. rid of him. And so that's this big stain on what was otherwise considered a very good reign. Yep. But then in real life, what happens to this king is that, uh, this uh, grand prince or prince Nung Young, I think it is, um, who becomes King Injo, actually takes the throne from him and exiles him to Jeju Island. So, um, and then that is the second male lead. So in the drama, it's this big twist when you find out that this guy that right. they call Su- Sumul or whatever is actually the person prince who's gonna Nung take, Young, and you're like, throne. oh, future wow. King Injo. So yeah, it's cool. really exciting. Wow. So it's all like set all around this, and then you find out. You know, because you know what happens with that coup. You know mm. that the second male lead, he wins. I don't, he becomes, but you do. Yeah. Yes. And people in Korea obviously yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was really exciting. Mm. I love it because it's 
it's and you know this um when they arrive to the widow village one of the widows says during the war so she's talking about the indian war all these widows lost their husbands and then you know they become a burden on the families And are expected to kill themselves, basically. So they've all fled and created their own community. And in the drama, they say eventually that gets recognized by the king as a woman-only safe place. It's where they can all support each other. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Really cool. Fun facts. All right. Um, I think that's it. I had some random facts about the actor Jung Dong um, Yoon, but... Is that the guy with the long neck? (laughs) It is the guy with the long neck. Yeah. Um, Please don't tell me you got his neck extended no he didn't get his neck i'll just tell you yeah he doesn't like soccer Mm -hmm. he doesn't like wearing cologne apparently (laughs) i always wonder like Mm -hmm. where do they get these facts from in 2015 yeah uh he was this actor was commended for his bravery by seoul metropolitan police agency for this act of heroism when he had come across a robber threatening a convenience store clerk with a lethal weapon in seoul's Kwanak district. Due to this actor's quick thinking, the assailant was arrested. This led to him receiving many casting offers. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was really interesting. That's. I love how that translates. Well, I guess it's his reputation. So it's like we've got the hero actor. Well, I guess he's got publicity. Yeah, yeah. And it's a it's a thing to Capitalize talk about during your media yeah, trails, exactly. right? Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. That's cool. it. Um, now we're done. Nothing done. Oh, <laughs> I always forget, and then he always like G doesn't remind I me. Thought, I thought I got away. Yeah. With it. Okay. So what? What theme song? Yeah, theme song. I for Taylor. I haven't Monty. done one for so long. Okay. I think you still got the talent for it. All right, let's go. Uh, it's the tale of Nocdu, not the Nocdu flower. Dressing like a lady is a special <laughs> power. <laughs> Uh, he's forced to get naked and have a shower with some women he hardly knows. He has a long neck and he likes to kick ass. He'll h- run around hiding in very tall grass. Oh, he does do that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, and he'll have a romance with Dongju. Yes. Yes, he do. You should have finished with "It's the Tale of Nocturne." Thanks. <laughs> we'll do another take sometime Look, in the future. That was very good. I liked the way everything rhymed. Well, once we <laughs> once we fix this up in post, I'll I'll overdub your vocals doing the Nocturne bit. Okay. Yeah. That won't happen, listeners. No. <laughs> well, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Um, that's it for us for this this week's guest gab. Thank you very much, G, for watching another episode of Drama with Rim. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. It's so nice of you to do this show with me. I really appreciate it. (laughs) Thank you. See ya. very end of this week's episode thank you so much for listening to g and i waffle on about drama this week we had a lot of fun i hope you had fun listening um huge huge thank you to everyone who's listening to the show and of course a massive thank you to my patreon supporters you guys are the absolute best um all right i'm gonna go and hopefully you'll tune in again next week for some more key drama goodness bye